Thank you, and thank you, worship team. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you for leading worship today. Thank you. So good. Well, good morning, West Bowles Community Church. My name is Ryan Long, and I'm the associate minister, and we are thankful, so thankful, you are worshiping Jesus with us together, whether that's in person, um, online, uh, podcast, if you're listening to the podcast right now, or if you are live on our YouTube channel right now, we thank you so much for uh, tuning in. One good thing about technology is that we can broadcast our service. And uh, so people uh, are able to tune in and praise Jesus with us around the whole world. So, well, Happy New Year's, West Bowles Community Church family. Happy New Year's. It's a new year. Um, Last week, uh, David uh, shared how God used this church in powerful ways ways last year, right? This church is amazing. We've been around since 1985, so that makes us 37 years old, and I am thankful that we're still here um, doing ministry, sharing our lives, teaching the Bible, and being his love to others here and in this community and around the whole world. So praise God, his church, all the staff here, and uh, for you and for his faithfulness. Well, last week, like I said, David talked. We looked back, all right? Today, we are looking forward. And ready or not, 2022 is here, all right? New year, new you, new view. What is the most common New Year's resolution, right? We all know the most common one is to lose Wait, right? I mean, that's, everyone's doing that. So my, my wife knows that I want to, to lose weight. So the other day, I jumped on the scale, and when I got onto the scale, I tried to kind of suck in my stomach as much as I could. And she said, Ryan, that's not going to help. And I'm like, of course it is. It's the only way I can see the numbers. <laughs> um, everybody in this world, at some point in their lives, has made some kind of New Year's resolutions. Making New Year's resolutions has been around for thousands of years and across all cultures. And a lot of us, we start off strong with them, right? And then we quickly fade. When I was in high school, I used to work at a gym called the Bally's, and it was just right down the street here at Bowles and Wadsworth. And as most of you can imagine, you know, I was definitely into, you know, weightlifting, you know, bodybuilding, jazzercise, uh, water aerobics, just into the basics. And uh, I had a job there, and it was, com- it was gross. I still have trauma, but I cleaned the locker room. Oh, it was gross. Anyway, so an observation by working in that gym years ago was always that it was packed the first week of January, and then by the end of January, it was back to normal, right? So we start off strong with our resolutions, and then we lose focus or steam, we lose energy or desire, we just get lazy and we fall back into our old habits. One resolution I was able to maintain for all of 2021, I mean, I'm so proud of myself. I mean, it's kind of, I'm just being a little bit funny. But in 2021, and this actually was one of my resolutions, I did not work out even once. And it was tough. 
It was tough. But I was able to get through the whole year without working out or going to the gym. And I'm not kidding, but I made it. So I'm really proud of myself. So what are the top New Year's resolutions that everybody makes? I mean, you know, like losing weight, uh, exercise more, quit smoking, quit drinking, get out of debt, you know, go to church more, something like that. A few of mine this year. I love my family so much, I'm going to stop cooking for them. Uh, I will save money for a rainy day, so that way I can shop online rather than go you know, to an actual store. Um, I was going to quit all my bad habits, and then I realized nobody likes a quitter. And I'm going to give my wife more privacy this year. I know she wants that because I read it in her journal. Anyway, so how exciting. Guys, we have a new year. We have a new beginning. We have a fresh start. We have a clean slate. What is God going to do? All right, and I love new years, and I love new things. I mean, I just, anything that's new, I like new, new phones and new cars. Uh, you know, I think I got a problem. I like new clothes. I like starting a new show. I mean, I just love all those kinds of things. But anyway, so why do we make new year's resolutions? Well, who starts off on a road trip or a hike in the mountains without a GPS or a phone or a map? And, or who builds a house without blueprints, right? Who writes a school essay without an outline? Our resolutions, they keep us focused and on track, going in a direction. We have a new year in front of us with 366 days. That's right, it's leap year, so we get a one free bonus day. And I'm hopeful for 2022. But it's been, it's been a rough start so far. Um, you'll need to think about this for a second, but this year is 2022, and two years ago was also 2022, T-O-O. Anyway, for me, I need something to look forward to. I need something to accomplish or to win or to complete or to conquer or an adventure to go on. I need that for my own well-being and for my own mental health. I don't know, just God made me that way. I need to be moving and growing, otherwise I'm just regressing and wasting away. I need something that I'm working towards or working on. And this is a new year. And I must remember, though, that many people are not in the mood for a new year. For some, another year means another year of, of loss or uncertainty or disappointments or sadness or another year of emptiness or just boring repetition. People are sometimes reluctant of making New Year's resolutions because they fear failure or f- falling short or letting themselves or others down. I wonder if our resolutions this year can move us to something new. Paul wrote to the church in Rome in Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What areas in our lives need a refocus or a restart or a reset or revelation? Where are we stuck or where are we conforming? I'm old, so back in the day when Super Mario Brothers, and I think Nathan even brought this up in the last year, but when, when that game, a game would freeze up or glitch, 
you know, you had to pull out the Nintendo game, you had to blow, you know, the dust out of it, put it back in, and press reset. Do we have a glitch in our minds that needs a reset? A reset starts with the renewing of our minds, and it starts right here. It starts with our minds and our thoughts and our mindset and our lens and our perspective. Two people can have the same upbringing in the same household with the same parents and have two totally different experiences or perspectives. A car wreck can happen at an intersection and three people can recount the accident in three different ways. My wife and I can come out a counseling session and we can have two completely, maybe even contradictory ideas of what was just talked about, what the counselor said, or what we need to work on. Be like, are you kidding me? You heard what? You heard what? What are you? This is unreal. We need a counseling session about our counseling session. (laughs) Thoughts lead to feelings, which leads to actions. So why do we often just focus on the behaviors without starting with our thoughts? We need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. God, please help us. God, center us. Redirect us. We need a reset. Let us be more in tune with you, your spirit, and your prompting. I hope that we can all hear him more clearly and let him change our thoughts. Shifting our patterns, our filter, Our focus can change our life. It's about changing our lives to create a a life more honoring to God. When our minds are renewed by God's word, we will be able to think like Christ and be able to discern what is good, acceptable, and the will of God. We want a year, not a year where we're just a little bit better, but new in Christ, where we're a new creation in him. Let's shoot for something like that, right? Why often do we just sometimes just set the bar so low or do not even have a bar at all. Let's set the bar at becoming a new creation in Christ. Let's make New Year's resolutions with God in mind, the eternal in the church. Let's look for real and lasting change that can actually make a difference. Sadly, though, for most of us, we we often think of all sorts of things that should or need to change around us. But we often don't look here and we don't start here. It's because that's uncomfortable or that's difficult or we're in denial or we're just stubborn. It's easy to complain or critique others or the government, our spouse, the church, whatever. But it's hard for us to take a look at ourselves and our thoughts. We often get content with a Christianity that only makes us a little bit maybe better or decent. There must be something more, true change and transformation. Change from the inside out starts with the renewal of our minds. And then our hearts and actions will follow. Our thoughts are so powerful. How many destructive thoughts live inside of us every day? You know, we just have all these thoughts, or I don't know, but thoughts of hurting ourselves or thoughts of inadequacy or thoughts of addiction or thoughts of insecurity or powerlessness, shame or regret or depression or loneliness. God wants renewal. He wants to replace those thoughts. 
He wants to replace those thoughts with his thoughts. He wants to heal us. He wants us to turn us towards him. He wants to heal us from the inside out. Heal us from the inside out. It's really not about the, about the behaviors, but the lens, the filter, the mindset, and the motives behind the behaviors. Where does the enemy try to get us? He usually starts in subtle ways, and he starts right here. When you go to war, you start with their greatest weakness, right? Where it's going to hurt the most with the least amount of effort. Our enemy knows what he's doing. The enemy knows the power of our thoughts and often starts there sowing seeds of doubt and lies. I'm praying for a spiritual breakthrough and awakening for me, my family, for us as a church. Let's pray for something that's not just a little bit better. Let's pray for something new. At times, it seems little happens or changes for us. We must repent and let God move us. Little happens because we expect little. Our faith needs to be exciting. We're either moving or dying or growing or receding. Turn to God, think, pray, and say, God, make me new, change me, grow me. What thoughts can I change about myself or, or what thoughts can I just change about you or life or others that will help my faith grow into something new? Could you imagine the church our families, us as individuals, if we collectively cry out to God, make me new. Imagine what God could do with us. We've got to be careful about praying that, though, or crying that out to God, because he may take us to uncomfortable places, to unfamiliar places, places. Growth and change are painful, but are worth it and necessary. Our faith must be be new or it's just going to die. God must be alive in us and moving. We can't let our life and faith just die in the same old ruts. Let's break free into something new and life-giving. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Has it ever just felt like at times we're just kind of stuck in, in that movie? I don't know, it was like 30 years ago. It was called Groundhog Day. Just like that same meaningless, boring day over and over. Let's get out of the rut of life and it starts right up here. It starts here. We must believe that something new is possible. In Christ, we can be renewed. We can be different. He can move us and help us change. God gives us the power to change. God can lead us into something beyond ourselves. God can point us to who he needs us to become and who we're supposed to be. God can give us hope and new direction. God can point us in the right direction. God gives us new hope, new thoughts, new direction, new life, and new strength. With our resolutions, we must realize that we may fail. But failure's not the end. We can learn from our failures, and we can move on. God has us and is cheering us, cheering us on. We must be patient with our goals and what God is doing with us. It most likely will be slow. Maybe not, but most likely it will be. Weekly, oh gosh, weekly my kids, I mean, they're always yelling, like, Dad! 
the Wi-Fi is lagging. I mean, they're just so frustrated with the Wi-Fi. It's lagging. It's glitching. It's lagging. You know, probably because we have nine devices streaming all at the same time. I mean, the kids, kids nowadays, you know, they don't know the struggle that we all went through, right? We had one computer running at 56K. Now that's lagging. I, if I wanted to check movie times, I could start loading the page, go cook a five-course meal, and then come back and be like, oh, the movie starts at 5.15. They don't get lagging, all right? They don't get slow, all right? That's slow. The process of transformation is a lifelong work of God. It's more than strength and willpower. Faith is equally, if not more, necessary and powerful in fulfilling our goals and resolutions. Believe God is going to do something new and different with you this year. Nothing will change if you change nothing. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Our thoughts are powerful. We act as we think. Our choices begin in the mind. So the key to change, the key to holiness is to change our thinking. Even that 75 hard program, which is the most you know, common program for change nowadays that it's out there right now. It has a lot to do with like exercise and alcohol intake and diet. But one of the main things is reading 10 pages of a personal development book every day. What if we were to read 10 chapters of the Bible every day, or read 10 chapters of a devotional or, or something that was spo- you know, spiritually motivating every day, how would that change our focus and mindset? Thoughts are everything. That's why what we read, who we hang around, and the messages that we're surrounding ourselves with on a daily basis are so important. What we put in is most likely what we're going to get out. In one of my cars, this is a true story. In one of my cars, I saw the oil gauge, and it looked, it looked low. So I was like, oh, the oil gauge is low. So I started <clears throat> putting oil in my car. I mean, it was just like gulp, 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 just like, oh, wow. Looked at the gauge, still, oh, still a little low. Gulp, 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 gulp. I mean, I'm like, this thing is thirsty, uh, you know, so I just didn't stop. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to start this baby up cloud of smoke. I mean, I mean, the whole car was surrounded in a fog. I'm talking 0% visibility. And, uh, well, the gauge I was reading was not the oil gauge. It was the oil pressure. So it wasn't the oil level. It was the oil pressure. And I'm not a mechanic, so I just kept putting more oil in. Anyway, I had to get the, the, the car towed. All right? I couldn't drive it because of what I put in it. All right, didn't work. So what we put in, what we put in up here has a greater impact than we even realize. Do we merely lack the willpower, self-control, or true desire for change? In Mark 2.22, Jesus provides a strategy for addressing this habit of missing the mark year after year. And no one, this is Mark 2.22, And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins. And both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. 
This passage begins with a question about why John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting when Jesus' disciples were not. Jesus gives the explanation, but goes on to teach about mindsets by comparing the two wineskins. Jesus recognized the nature of new wine during the, obviously, the fermentation process is like new ideas that are so fresh and like bubbly that they cause pressure to build inside the container. Old wineskins are like old mindsets and thought patterns that are so rigid and fixed, they crack under the pressure. Therefore, you wouldn't place new wine in wineskins that become brittle and inflexible any more than you would place new aspirations into old mindsets. In other words, new goals require new thought patterns because old mindsets are not pliable enough to achieve new outcomes. New goals demand behavioral changes, obviously, which cannot be accomplished with the same old ways of thinking. Sometimes we have done things or we have thought about things a certain way for so long that we forget why we're even still doing or or thinking about them that way. The new Jesus, the new life Jesus brought would need new forms of expressions, new structures, new patterns of worship and prayer and service because the new life Jesus brings is new, better, and different. And the the wine of the gospel would burst out of any man-made religious container. The new life cannot be confined. It just bursts out. Jesus brings us something new, fresh, and comprehensive. What Jesus brings is bigger and better and, and bolder. Do you want something new in your life this year? Starts here. And I'm not talking about manifestation or wishful thinking or willpower or, you know, that thing called the secret. I'm talking about becoming who God wants you to be, becoming your full potential in him. The almighty created us, you, me, all of us, you, with a plan and a purpose. So let's dream Let's not get stuck in the same old, same old. That's just boring. That's just too safe. Let's think about outside of the box. God has something new and big for all of us. Let's change our our focus and our thoughts and our mindset that filter our hearts and actions will follow. You can't put new ideas into old mindsets. You can't get new results with old behaviors. Habits unchecked are stronger than conscious willpower every time. So how do we get these new wineskins? These new minds come out of which this new life will emerge? Repent. Repent means to undergo a fundamental change in one's mind or character. To repent is to change one's thinking. So as we replace old patterns with new ones and use them not as temporary measures but as permanent changes we become transformed our repentance takes on visibility we can see it the essence of repentance is letting go of old limit ideas and investing our belief in new expansive ideas change is more likely to happen if we have a plan right and others around us to achieve 
our goals or God's goals for us. The church and our friends should be able to help us keep us accountable. And we can't do life and change without his power and the community. That's why community is so important. We need each other. Iron sharpens iron. We need community to grow and to be encouraged and to encourage others. Our faith needs to be challenged and and deepened in community and with others. If this last year taught us anything, we're not an island, right? We need each other. It's how we grow and often why we grow. We can't live in a bubble. Growth happens in community. So tell at least some of your friends or family or church some of your faith goals, some of your resolutions, some of your dreams, plans for 2022. Let's get them out there. Let's say them out loud. Let's write them down. Let's change, not just this change for change's sake, but for him. Maybe this is a year we can find a counselor or a mentor or a life coach to help us with maladaptive or negative thought patterns. We need to challenge and encourage each other in our growth, in our growth for him. There are even like these phone apps out there where you can download this like free app and it even helps you with your resolutions. Or maybe even as a family, you can discuss what you're going to be working on for 2022. And sometimes those around us, they can see ourselves better. I mean, the good and the bad. So ask those closest to you. And then check in with each other periodically. Our family has done this exercise many of times. And sometimes we come up with just a short phrase or a word for each family member what they're going to be working on for the year. But don't miss out on this opportunity to allow God to do something new with you this year. It would be easy to leave here this morning and just being like, oh yeah, that was, that was the best sermon of my life. You know, that Ryan is amazing. He's so inspirational. I like his hair, but I hate his jeans. Anyway, these are holy jeans, like church holy jeans Sundays. No, let's look inward. Let's be introspective. Let's really ponder and figure out how we can be made new this year in him. Change often doesn't feel good in the moment, but it can feel good in the long run, right? I love being able to look back and to see growth. Don't let this year go by without any growth and change. So I challenge us to really listen to the Spirit, to our friends, to open up the Word. God might be trying to get our attention. He may want us to change something. So let's think and pray and dream beyond the normal resolutions. Let's let Christ challenge us to become a new creation in him. Let's dig, let's dig deep and let him inspire us and lead us to something new. Other side of the same coin, we need to relax, though, and just let the process work. I mean, we know Jesus loves us no matter what, right? And he loves us the same no matter what. But it doesn't mean that we go back to our old patterns. It means not worrying about the results. It, it took us a while to get this way. And it might take us a while to change into a different way. So we don't want to condemn the old concepts or behaviors, but we have to let them go. They have served their purpose of bringing us to this present moment. And we know God has grace for us and we need to have grace for ourselves. And again, most likely it's going to take time God is doing something new, and new is not always immediate. Our new wineskins represent new ways of thinking, new methods 
for accomplishing goals and new blessings. So we need to look at, figure out to see what are, what are our ruts? Where do we need new wineskins? What, what are areas where we need to think about something in a different way? Jesus saves us so that we can live a brand new life. And if we don't allow Jesus to transform our whole lives, then very soon the new and the old could be torn apart again and we'll end up more confused and damaged than ever before. So I hope that we can look forward to this new year. Be optimistic for this new year with all of its ups and downs and surprises and welcome that all that it has to offer. I know for me right now, I'm currently in a place where I need renewal. You know, I've been a bit down lately, and I don't know if it's just the, you know, like post-holiday blues or something like that, but I know that I need something new with me. You know, in a battle, we have to realize, and I know we do this, I know we realize, but there's a battle going on, and it's real. And I don't know about you, but my thoughts can be all over the place. You know, like, I'll be thinking, what did I just think about that person, you know? Or why am I so sad? I, I should be happy, but I'm not. Why do I constantly feel like I need more? Uh, this one's been getting me a lot lately. Am I a good dad? Am I doing and being all that I can for my kids? Am I a good husband? At times, I, mean, I get these crazy thoughts like, does anybody even care about me? Or why am I here? What's my purpose? Or why don't I feel like reading my Bible today? Or God, can you hear me? Do you see me? Do I believe and believe in all of this? Am I going to heaven? Am I doing enough? Am I giving enough? Am I enough? The struggle is real for all of us. If we're honest with ourselves, we all know that at times our minds and our thoughts are just racing all over the place. There's a battle going on for our hearts and thoughts and minds and souls. God can transform the desert areas of our lives, into blessings and abundance. God can take a dried up life and transform it into his purpose and grace. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is changing and renewing us for our greater good and the greater good. Do we see it? Do we see it and are we ready? We don't want to limit what God can do in our lives. So let's fight against that pessimism or negativity or laziness. Let's be ready for something new. Let's ask God to show up in our lives. Don't miss the new thing that God is trying to do. We've got to look and be hopeful we need to make sure that the world doesn't squeeze us into its mold. We need to allow God to remold our minds from within. What would our New, Year, New Year's resolutions be if Jesus wrote them for us? If Jesus wrote them for you, what would they be? If he wrote them for us, what would they be? We need to trust that God will give us not only what to change, but the power to change. New year, new you, new view starts today. So 
What's God's vision for you? I don't know. Let's be inspired. Let's look forward. Let's be hopeful. Let's have goals that excite us, that move us, that fuel us, resolutions that are compelling, something that like pulls us, that, that, where we don't feel pushed, something that gives us life, not drains us, resolutions that are inspiring and lasting. Let God take us to a new place with him. It's because of him and his grace that we even want to and can change. If or when we fail, we get back on track, we push through, and we try to get some more wins. And then more wins. And God wants to win. God wants us to win. God wants me to win. God wants you to win. We need to change the narrative in our heads to God's narrative for us. What story does he want to write for you and me? And maybe we're in the way of what God is trying to do with us. So we need to believe. We need to believe that there's more and more to life and more to our faith. So let's win this year for God. God will give us strength to stay disciplined. New life comes from a new mind in a new way at looking at life. Last story. Uh, my son, my oldest son, Jagger, uh, he's 17 and he's a, a junior at Columbine. And he inspires me. You know, I see him grinding and hustling and getting after his goals. He's been reading these like inspirational books and he's learning and he's doing his best. And I see him working at his job and he's getting good grades and he's playing sports and he's working out and he's hanging out with his friends and he works with the special need kids at his school and he's getting after it. And it makes, it makes me happy. It makes me emotional too. I, you know, I'm, I'm proud of him. I really am. And he's so like emotionally mature. Even the other day when he could tell I was having a hard day, I mean, my 17-year-old asked me, you know, how I was doing. That was a big deal for me. And I think, is that the way God is with us? Does it make God happy when he sees us growing and progressing and loving others well and being happy and making an impact and living in our dreams and making the most of ourselves, our time, and our lives? Could he be happy and proud of us when we're living our best life for him? Also have the worship team. Please come on up for the last praise song. So let's think. Beyond the normal New Year's resolutions like losing five pounds and going to the gym every day, let's ask God to transform and renew our minds in practical ways for him. When we connect with Jesus, he changes us from the inside out. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this church. We thank you for transforming our lives. We pray for something new this year. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. We thank you so much for your love and for your grace. Change us into who you need us to be. Heal us from the inside out. Make us new and help us to be more like you. We pray for all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.